0: Welcome to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Today's guest has been called Irish Boxing Cinderella Man by none other, none other than Mick Conlon. And he's also something of a real life Rocky. He's a quiet man, but Paddy McCrory has been making some serious noise in recent years, knocking at a string of opponents, primarily in his home city of Belfast, and building up a passionate fan base. His biggest win perhaps came on the road in Germany last year when he demolished Leon Bunn to claim the IBO world title of that light heavyweight. But it looks like his future's at super middle where some potentially massive fights lie in front of him. Age 35 now and with 17 wins in a row and a big believer in the phrase, what's for you won't pass you. It seems the proof is in the pudding as, uh, Podrick, your next fight will see you headline at Fail on Football at Falls Park. The stuff of dreams for a kid from West Belfast. Yeah, listen, it's, 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 uh, it's massive for me. Um, the Falls Park is literally
2: 500 meters from my house, from the place I grew up. Um, I've been near Fela many times when I, like when I was in boxing and it's, it's a massive event in West Belfast and it's grew to be a massive event across the Holy Island. So for me to be the main event at, at an event, I feel it, it's 35th birthday. Um, it's it's
0: an absolute pleasure. And it, say, it says everything about the progress you've made in your career as well. Like I know you, you made your pro debut a few years ago on a big card, a Ryan Burnett world title fight in Belfast. But you, you know you've had to fight on the undercards. You've had to battle your way through, and to, to headline it is is ex- exceptional and it shows the progress you've made and um, and the, the currency you're trading in. Knockouts has, has really earned you earned you this place. Yeah, I, I didn't come up with the whole sort of
2: the whole sort of like massive like massive amateur like sort of like career and they didn't have any promotional backing and and thankfully when I sang pro here in Fall had started sending people in Belfast or else I probably wouldn't have been pro because there wasn't much opportunity. Um so it was it's it's been it's been a great journey, uh one that that has went much better than I expected to go and now I re- and now I'm on the verge, got to have said of uh of topping a bell
0: in my home city uh, and at a massive a massive event. In Dublin, we've got a place in the northern city called Champions Avenue because of the amount of fighters who came from there. There was like from Peter Glennon to Spike McCormick who came from Kerry and settled in the area, and his sons both went on to become British champions, Pat and John, and, and so many fighters came from that area. But you come from St. James's in West Belfast, and that's mm-hmm. also a serious breeding ground not just for boxes but for athletes can you tell us what it was like growing up in uh, st james's and just what the people are like and, the, and some of the sporting stars have come from the area it's yeah, tiny is it? it's, it's a bigger or smaller tell us about it James's is it's, it's small it's small it, it's it's an upper part of the
2: falls road um it's it's a small area where like everybody seems to know everybody well but when i grew up in it it's a slightly changing now but um but when i grew up big in st james everybody knew everybody we were we were all friends it was a great community it was a community where you could have left the house and left the front door open it was a community where people walked in there to, like desert, like like people's houses and and if you needed a tea bag you went to your neighbor if you needed extra milk you went to your neighbor like and it was just a great area um uh i have some amazing memories from there most of my family are from St James's. Um, so i had i had a decent upbringing yeah um in an area where we like, were at good friend and good family uh but but as you say in terms of fighting generation the guy came up and we we had maybe the three of us was with, with me the waltz and Ray Dalton, who all done fairly well in boxing um before that we had there was a guy called Bristol carton who got a, a medal in the commonwealth games he lived his, his family lived a couple of doors away from me. He unfortunately lost his life to suicide. Um, it's 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 something that always stuck with me because I knew that he was a boxer. Um, but yeah, it's it, St James's is
0: is known to be be a loving, passionate area. So he was an early hero hero of yours, Bisto, and that's tragic how he lost his life to suicide. An epidemic which obviously had struck Belfast more harshly than most cities in in. Ireland and the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, did, was was he a fighter who inspired you and D Walsh and Rory Dalton like as you were kids? Yeah, so like, so I didn't really hear or know about him until I started boxing myself and
2: then you started to hear boxing stories and, and then you heard about Mr. Carton who was friends with with a guy I got to know in Shami Deeds as well and Shami always spoke about him like fairly highly and, and said that he was like really talented so when I heard about him I started to ask more questions. Um and and from what I gather, uh he was he was a great fighter, um and he was a person james as well as well, from what I hear. So yeah, definitely a person that that like I look up to sort of. Um he was a boxer from my community, he went to the Come Off Games, he got a medal and it was stuff like like that that like, that kind
0: of made me like want to do it more. And what was boxing your first choice as a sport? Because I know it has the St. James as a good football team as well. And like yeah, I, were you interested in GA as well? Or what was, what was I, your choice? I played them all. i I played for St James Swifts. Uh
2: I played for a couple of other teams. I actually played sorta of like semi professional level. Um I played GA for my local club, Medi Dolls. We won two junior championships, got about three or four promotions and stuff like so I I was involved in sports. Like, I've, like, I've always loved sports. Boxing is probably the one that I was the best at. Um, but up until I same pro, I probably wasn't overly dedicated to any of them. Um, I, I, te- I tended to have a bit of a lazy personality growing up. Uh, but I had kids and it,
0: they changed me.
1: Yeah,
0: and it's what's belfast like growing up for your kids now like compared to the belfast you grew up in because like even you know one of the greatest belfast fighters he's you know kind of our age he's like carl frampton he's uh he speaks yeah. of seeing a local guy glenn glenn branagh killed by a pipe bomb just 100 yards from his house and that's you no know, up in north belfast and did you grow up in the shadow of the remnants of the troubles that affect your life mm-hmm. in any way or yeah we so St so, it's so,
2: an it's on an interface so it's actually uh attached so it's the donegal road runs down past St. James's and then the back end of it is on sandy road and like the village area which were lewis crockers from actually so yeah like around sort of what was like like july time there was always sort of riots and there was was like a bit of like vigilantes in the area and stuff like and trying to like like in our eyes they were protecting our area from getting attacked and and then all the younger generation, them and out and started writing the kind of parks in there. Um, so yeah, we like we grew up sort of during during a stage where there was still tension, but it it hasn't happened in a long time, which is I think was just great to see. Now I I moved out of St James now, eight or nine years. Um, but my mom still there, my uncle and stuff. I think they're all still living down there. Um, so like I'm always in it, but yes, we 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 grew up in in a place where where Radden was normal. Yeah, and
0: I'm sure on the other side it was the same for like the likes of Lewis Crocker, and he was a couple of years younger than you. But for like yeah, the, yeah. Sandy Row, the same thing, like uh, just on the other side of the line. And and little did you know, that years later, Lewis Crocker would become one of your stable mates and uh, sparring partners and stuff as well. So Drew Hillerby, like he's probably uh, about the same age as me, so. Like probably, I know me and him probably got a rat. It yeah. <laughs> you fought Big Joe, did you? I I fought him in amateur, yeah, yeah, I fought him in What was that like for a guy from a nationalist area fighting a guy from a, a more unionist area? Like, did you, did you bring your own sets of fans? Was there ever any tension? Because boxing is the great, you know, brings people together in Belfast, doesn't it, and all around yeah. the country. Uh, the, the actual
2: fight happened very close to Sandy Road. so it, it was a wee bit like the ring was in the middle, and like one half was maybe like like the standing row like crowd and the other half like was my crowd so it, were, it would be better it was, it was, like it was no trouble but it was it was there was like a bit of tension in the air and 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 uh and when i was coming through and uh like the youth like the youth set up joe joe was amazing joe was freaking four nation champion and like multiple irish champion so and i took a break and he came back and i was kind of shit i'm fighting joe hillary like and yeah, it was, it was it was interesting, but but there was no trouble. You were motivated
0: to win that one. Then how did you get on again? So Yeah, I I, I got a fourth round stoppage. So I, I was back when I was four twos, a long long time ago. You're nicknamed the Hammer now in the professionals. Was it always something that you could bring? Was it always something that you knew early on in your days boxing, even as a kid? I have a little bit something. I have something a little bit different here because you kind of know, don't you, when you connect with your opponents, you can you can cause hurt. Yeah, and. It, so the like the name just came like like as an accident. There
2: was there was a local like youth worker that came to watch us so there was about 15 of us all boxed from St. James's and we all boxed in St. Angus under Frankenport. Um and he came to watch like this club show. But he wrote
0: like a like a newsletter for the like for the area and it like, got posted around all the doors. And he called. he, call, he I read it. Yeah, he calls it the hammer in it. It's a pamphlet from about oh a... five, oh six or years ago. Yeah, exactly many years ago. And he gave us all nicknames and 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 I got the hammer. And
1: as I got
2: home to it it can't it kind of worked because I, like, I ended up I started hurting people. So yeah, it's it's a good name and, <laughs> and my friend my friends it
0: like they phone me and say, Well the hammer and be like, Oh, what's up? <laughs> 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 um you mentioned Frankie McCourt there, obviously, um is uh, the, the great Jim McCourt, a West Belfast icon, not not just West Belfast, an Irish icon and all of Belfast and even in uh, the home nations per se and a world world amateur boxing icon has uh, as died at age 79. You knew Jim? Yeah, we knew Jim. Jim spent many times in the home with us. Jim is obviously uncle
2: of Frankie and uncle of Jimmy McConville who who was also a coach um, in St. Angus and, and, and then we moved on actually I'm trying to keep him with us. Um but as we say about about like role models and stuff, hearing the stories about Jim, it, it definitely motivated me and it motivated I know it motivated Lee Watson, Ray Dalton. We always heard stories of him being the like the greatest Aries amateur. Um and he told us some stories about about fighting around the world, and I think he might have thought be Pannen, maybe was it, or one well, of Jim Watt maybe or something along the M-lands it was one of the same as scottish guys or was about the same same him. and i think they fought a couple times but he 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 always spoke about the russians and stuff um and his time like when he lost his fingers (laughs) and he went to tokyo um so yeah he 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 was a great storyteller um and i heard about his death yesterday and the first thing i done was i text frankie and said i'm thinking sorry about jim because i know he was frankie's hero um Frankie played a big role in, in me and Dean Marie's sort of like early life, as we say, boxing is a sport where where your coach. You spend it. if if you're half decent, you spend it. so much time your coach. It, it becomes like a father figure, and, and 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 that's the way Frankie was for me. And I know Jim McCordby was a hero, so so
0: it, it was uh, I knew that like, Frankie would take that path. I think from from what I know of Jim McCourt, he was everybody's hero, particularly in the sixties, seventies. And those who'd have seen him then the ones who came up boxing in the eighties and nineties would have seen him and and came up uh, came up watching him and hearing the stories and the legends. So I think he was everybody's hero. So rest in peace, uh, Jim McCourt. It's interesting you talk about the dynamic between boxer and coach there. And I, like in order to go into battle, you have to know that your coach has a strategy. You have to be able to trust you have to put your life in your coach's hands. And I gather you did have that relationship with Frankie, but that's the amateur system now. Your coach is D. Walsh, you've yep. grown up with since you, since he's since your children. Effectively, yep. uh, are you are you older though than D? Is it unusual to have a coach that you're younger than or that, that you're older than? And I suppose though, in order to go into battle with him, you have to trust him implicitly and know that he's got the tactics and the strategy that will lead you to victory. And knowing D. Walsh as a fighter uh, and haven't seen him box and now seeing him coaching and the results he's getting, he's the sort of guy you would trust. You need to go into battle with. Yeah, and in, in terms of the age, I, I like when I first started, it, it was Ray, Gillingham and D, and then D,
2: D kind of took a break. So, and Ray was younger it's, me. It's something that like I never really thought about. It wasn't, I never, I know the benefits of having experience, but but I also enjoy like the youth, like like the youth, like the youth, youthfulness are youthful for that, like being eager and wanting to learn and wanting to gain that experience. And the more eager they are, the more they want to know. And and D Walsh. He's he is a massive fan of boxing. He studies boxing so much and I uh, to get total faith in him. Um he's actually a cousin of my wife's, so there's that there's that relationship as well. Um and I have full belief that that, that me and community are gonna do great things, like for Belfast. boxing.
0: Yeah, it's something like I know Frampton when he was with Shane McGregor and had a coach that was younger than him. And it's but it, it is unusual in world boxing and at the uh, at the elite level. But there are exceptions, aren't they? And I think he is going kind to of prove to be one of those guys in uh in the long run, one of those exceptional young coaches. And he, he's a long way to go in the role but he, he could have thirty, forty years of success in front of him. I think so. I, I, I think
2: I think boxing is what he wants to do. And I think if you believe in this, it's what he's put here to do. You know, and and. And I, I think I think if he gets the right feathers, think he, he can bring him to the very top because he's doing with, with the current steel he has with feathers that maybe aren't meant
0: to do that. And, and, and he's getting them in the group of seasons. Did you ever fight him, actually? Because you were a middleweight for a stage, weren't you? And I know D was, what, you're, maybe there's an age gap of two or three years. Yeah, or... we,
2: we, we always sparred a bit. We always sparred in the club. But I think the only tournament we probably kind of boxed in was maybe... On, intermediates are under
0: under on the ones or something like that yeah. uh, but we were slightly different ways i think in the uh Antrim intermediates you won them in uh 06 alongside and it's great i love looking back at like uh even inter intermediates uh competitions or you know the ulster under 21s because more often than not like five out of the eight boxers in the winning corner and the and same on the on the losing corner will have gone on to become decorated professional boxers but like in when you won the Antrim intermediates in 06 did Marco McCullough and Paddy Gallagher also winning on that that occasion? You went to the Ulster Intermediates uh, and and you've got Kakacha and Christina McMahon, two two other fighters who you know went on to achieve so much in the professional ranks as well. So mm-hmm. that was uh, your initial burst of success in those around then. Um I think you got to the Irish intermediate final in 06 as well, lost to Michael F. Ward. I actually don't know Michael F. Ward and I'm not really sure mm-hmm. what became of him. What happened in that was your big Irish Chance was it heartbreaking to lose, or were you happy to have gotten so far, having won? Our no, team, no, and then. Also, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. I, I, I mean, throughout the year, and I
2: think I, I think that year in total, I had around fifteen fights, and I had stopped fourteen people, or sorry, I stopped thirteen. In the fourteen, I'm getting the final. I think I maybe overlooked the challenge, Um and I went in thinking I was gonna blow him out of there, and and he just jabbed ahead of me. Mega award actually. I I know he beat he beat some of fighters. He he won that. He, he beat keir Kieran McCauley as well in in the next competition, which was the under twenty one, on 22s He was from Galway. He was a very good boxer. and I did a good job. Um, which which I came up short against. Just and and it was it was
0: heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. And like uh, the fighters he won on the night include like people we we know all these years later, like Noel Kennedy. Sonny Upton did stuff in the pros. John Joe Nevin, you know what a what a fighter he turned out to be. Michael McLaughlin went to be a pro in a, in Boston, and and Donald Ward, you know, won multiple amateur tournaments and was going to turn pro. Was a guest on the show last I year. Boston was well, I think.
2: Yeah. Mhm.
0: Very good. A good fighter in his day. Yeah, absolutely. But you seem to take a break, and you. you what did you do? And you, you you kind of rose back to prominence about twenty fourteen. So we're talking about like it. Serious gap there between 08 and '14 of of not really much activity for you in boxing. Did you just get swallowed up in life, or what happened? Yeah, listen, that's just I.
2: People always ask me this, and I never really done anything. I I it was like I trained a bit here and there, and I, like I always wanted the box, but I but I never never really got fed enough, and and um, I played a bit of football here and there, and like. Really, as I say, I jumped about clubs and boxing. I boxed I in so many clubs, three mates. I like I still got slagged about that. Um, but and a, a few fights here and there, but not in competition. I don't think. Uh, but it didn't really do anything. I did. It, it didn't. It, it didn't. Like I wasn't a or I wasn't in, in the drugs. I wasn't like I had. Like mean, I was in a steady relationship. I would, like it wasn't like it was like run the chasing or not like that you know what i mean like so i don't know
0: there's no real answer to it yeah well you say you, you, you were a semi-pro footballer like so you, maybe you're spending time playing football as well yeah yeah but, but like i never took it that serious no, did I you really play against many uh many well-known footballers in your time no I, I played for a team called sport ledger we played in a league the championship too
2: um and if I, if I'm th- like, like really honest i wasn't good enough to get the, the, like the start of a game, so I I, I can I drop back down and, and that's when I resign for some games Swifts. Um, her and I doing like fairly well. So um, yeah, I, again I, I never took anything like overly serious.
1: Yeah,
0: the love life you took seriously. You three kids later, but we'll get to that. Uh, and <laughs> we we'll Did you have a career path for yourself? I know you're working. Um, in the last couple of years, you've been working. As personal trainer, gym instructor, and stuff like that, and that seems to have become a burgeoning career. Did you have a different career plan back then? I remember Ireland back then; everybody was getting into trades, weren't they? Picking. Um, yeah, I, I I done a bit of getting decorating, and and then my uncle, he owned a tarmac
2: firm, and I went with him for a bit. My other uncle owned a roofing firm, and and, and I went like I went and done a bit of that, and then I get in the like, sports shop, and stuff. Um, but I I never in school again. My personal I. Like then, like my personality was quite sort of laid back and and didn't take like anything overly serious. Which which I wouldn't advise anybody to do. I I, I would always encourage to to get the best of education as you can because like it can have a knock on effect like like in your later life. Yeah, yeah,
0: knuckle down, kids. <laughs> what was I going to say? That? So w- we'll get to your professional career now in a minute, and it's, it's obviously been outstanding so far. But it's given you a platform to uh, speak out with confidence on certain issues that maybe would have been difficult to speak out on uh, in recent history, really. So, you know, last year, or if quite recently, you spoke out about the fact that you had a, a speech impediment and you were, you were confident enough to go out and speak about it. What was it that inspired you um, to do so? There was a footballer, wasn't there, who gave an interview and it was quite yeah, refreshing I, to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a, a footballer who played an English championship,
2: which is, like he's a massive profile and and uh and to see him like come on and speak it was uh, it was quite it was inspirational like to me so it, so then i thought you know what my profile is as much more his. but locally i'm building a bit of a, a bit of a fan base if you want to call it that i, I don't like to call people fans but <laughs> um
0: and i'm starting to notice that
2: like the younger kids and stuff they're like, starting to notice me so i thought if, if i can have that effect from one kid was pro- who's probably or was in the same position as I was, then I'm very happy to speak out. I hope I can give one person the confidence that, or the, the sort of like the ability to, because I, I know my speech impediment, like in terms of school, as we spoke about like a minute ago, it definitely held me back. Like I like I would have never asked for extra help. I would have been reserved. I would have like, hated it in school. Like, there was parts we had to stand up and read out like, paragraphs and stuff. I like I, they were like bringing stuff and nightmares for me. Like, um but if if me speaking out about that can, it can help the kids that can't be more
0: accepted, then I'm very happy to speak. What did it do for your, your self esteem? I suppose as a kid, like, because obviously fight, fighters are idolized, aren't they? If you're a boxer, you. In Belfast or anywhere really in the world, you get status, and if you're a top a top sportsman, great Gaelic footballer soccer player, you do get people people that leads to popularity effectively, but then you've got the speech about it and is it affecting your your self esteem yeah that yeah yeah yeah, like so to I' say
2: in school like i I went to a school called corpus Christie, and anybody that knows of it knows that it's a fairly rough school. Like it was, it was uh I
1: think
2: it was in the heart of West Belfast, and 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 um. As I said like I had a lot of friends there as well, but there was also people there that that like weren't so nice. Um, and and I got the odd sort of remark, but thankfully I started boxing at fourteen, and and, and people started like to hear about me there. Yeah, and
0: and kind of like, like the. Sly remarks. stopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take your chances if you you slag off the hammer. I'd say as well. But, uh, <laughs> and have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed an uptake from local kids? Has anyone been in touch, like uh, even privately, and said, "Listen, thanks for speaking out about this because it's it's helped my son or it's helped my daughter who has yeah. this issue."
2: It's been more. It's been more like people around my own age and like, a bit older who have like have reached and spoke about their own experiences. There's been a one or two parents that have spoke about about their kids and and they showed their kids that uh, that that here Cody McCrory and he's and he's a big boxer and stuff and all that sort of stuff and and he's the same as you like you know just so yeah I I definitely got good feedback from that I mean, and 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 something that I'll look at maybe
0: exploring a bit more after boxing yeah absolutely. And there's a lot of positive work you can do in that field, I'm sure. Uh, and back, back to the boxing for a second, you uh, you were back with a vengeance in 2014, won the Ulster title, beat Sean McGlinchey in the final. And um, was that was that the highlight of your of your amateur boxing career? Do you do you yeah. think or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 Of course, of course. Um, as I spoke about this before, I I was sitting in the house on
2: New Year's Day, or maybe the day after, and I had a beer in my hand, and 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 uh, and I was reading the Irish News, and and. There was a small column saying about about weigh for the Ulster elites, which were qualifications like for the Commonwealth Games. And I was like, I would love to give them a go. So, but they were like only like twenty twenty-seven days or twenty-six days away. So I was like, shit. So it was the Sun, a Saturday or Sunday. So on the Monday, I went to the like, Club because I know like probably freaking every, every other coach they probably wanted enough to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Um and Paul Hayden said, Listen, come, come every day and we'll see where you're at. So I had a bit of weight to lose to get down 81 81 kilo. Um and I went every day and and then we entered with three
0: fakes and 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 I won the Ulster Elites and it's I think it was a my big like, sort damage amateur career. Big party afterwards, big celebration. Did you have a fan base even back then? Like 'cause I know you've cultivated one now in the professionals, but they've always been behind you, haven't they? Yeah, the venue was electric. It was it was
2: uh, it was loud and Thankfully, like Roy Dalton was fighting on the same night. I think he won that. He won the as well, like in the same night against maybe Sean Higgins, maybe. Um, yeah. So there was a, a big crowd from the end there. I and then I had my own crowd and my extended family. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was, it, it was kind of it was kind of. I actually got a tax from a local promoter as well just after. Um, I think kind of like the fan base that I had. They got the final kind of made
0: him take notice yeah like i mean supporters are what boxing is all about isn't it like you mm-hmm. can become you could have limited skills and uh, a lot of supporters and become and have a relatively successful career and you know you'll get found out when you step up to maybe irish title or f- further on a level but that can be a glorious little career if you, if you are lacking in talent your supporters can get a great couple of nights out Um, you'll be a local legend and all that so you know that there is a pathway there for for boxers who have a lot of support and it just gets even better than if you've actually got un you know unmined talent and uh, the ability to actually go further than that level as well so that seems to be you've 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 not just had the support and the local support you've actually had the ability to go further you, you um you kind of mentioned earlier on was your was your decision to go professional influenced by the fact that you started like your family started to grow yeah so uh i was I was due to get married in the March,
2: in Kieran had come over, and I, I just, I sang pro just before I went away to get married. But getting married, it was always like our plan, like, to have kids. So my wife, she was so she is six years younger than me, so her birthday's coming up soon. Um, she's sixty years younger than me, sorry. I, and we always planned to have kids. So luckily enough, we went, they were, we went and get married, and then we went on three and a half week three and a half week honeymoon and by the time we got home we kinda knew that she was pregnant. So when I was away, here on fall, like the like guru said to me and said, Listen, we might have a fight date and it's gonna be a big one at the SSE. And so I was like, shit, this is amazing. Like my proof Davies kicking off. I'm having my first big like, child. I was like, I'm gonna give us a ring. Like like I wanna make like I wanna make, make my child
0: proud and proud to say that like I'm their dad, and and I kind of they like, get changed everything. Yeah, and what a what a card to get a get a chance on as well. And you beat Jacob Lewis, scored a knockdown, and it, it went to points in the end, didn't it? But uh, it it seemed it was almost like a false down for Belfast because the Burnett thing didn't go on for too much longer, sadly, because of the way he, his career finished up with an injury. But uh, you still managed to have a lot of opportunities. It's it's funny to see. It's not funny, but it's it's interesting to see that of your seventeen fights today, fifteen have been in Belfast. There's very few fighters who've had such an opportunity to fight in their in their home city and uh, treat their supporters to so many so many home nights. Yeah, um, my first night, like the first show, I sold 30
2: grand tickets. Like it was it was massive. I, I was on second, and and there was like 200 people up in the corner, and, and they made like crazy noise. But after that, it was kind of like I got another mass opportunity i thought i was fighting on the car from big bill uh on the 28th of july against gutierrez who then fell in the shower and i was kind of like right like boxing shape i do yeah. a lot of, like what's up about but then again knowing that i was going to be a father i just kind of like i'll keep tracking away and then i had another few fights fall well through and, and, and then it was a state it was a stage where i kind of i was really in limbo because here was based in manchester and 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 we were struggling to get opportunities and then i had to beg i had to beg to get on a few shows which i eventually got on and then i scored a
0: massive knockout which kind of kick-started like my career the manny bk uh, knockout uh yeah, yeah. to go three and oh yeah because carl frampton writes about you in the newspaper and uh, mm. says watch this guy this is a sensational knockout did that did that change things for you did that start to open doors yeah 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 uh as, as i say I, I was struggling to get on the
2: shows i i, I was kind of kind of like calling them favors not uh, like he, even to get on the front car then like the gym i worked in was owned by a guy called jim Collin and jim would would be friendly with frontman, so he he was the one that got me on that card like, and, and then uh, obviously the rest is history but then yeah i, I was kind of like begging and hoping to get on cards selling tickets the, my second fate i i maybe didn't I just sold enough tickets to cover, like, the cost. And then my third fight was a wee bit more. And then from there, it, it, it kind of started, like, my career started, like, to take off. I could get, get on the McCollum homecoming card.
0: I'd done decent, I'd done, like, really good tickets then. And then, and then the opportunity started to come. Uh, I, there, there can't be too many Belfast fighters who fought at all, nearly all of the venues in the city, uh, as you have. Maybe yeah. it's, the, it's the only one missing from your thing at the, the King's Hall and there hasn't been any events at the King's Hall while you've been a professional. But you've been like at the SSE Arena, from the SSE to the Devonish with the uh, Titanic thrown in Ulster Hall and Falls Park, which has been your favourite venues of fighting
2: and why? Just just the on that, interestingly enough, when I took the break, yeah, a guy called Graham Earl came to Belfast. He was sailing a few feathers and I spoke to him we signed the contract and I was due to fit in the Kings Hall. <laughs> and then the show fell off. And again, I just stopped. I just stopped again. I just
0: stopped. I just stopped hitting. But yeah, so I, I almost fought in the Kings Hall. <laughs> well, like I see um, I see Aaron McKenna made comments after his last fight that he wants to uh, fight at the Kings Hall later this year. So I don't know if there's a way of boxing taking place at the Kings Hall. I know that there was some sort I of reconstruction know. works, but I've seen his work getting done on it. But, uh, but, but I don't know if he can. Say. I don't know if it's a venue in it anymore? But, yes. Um, yes. Mick so, Hennessy, his promoter, used to do Tyson Fury fights at the uh, King's Hall as yeah, well. So yeah. there's, you know, there's been some in recent history. It'd mm-hmm. Be great to see the place revitalised, but Belfast isn't short of venues at the minute either. Mm-hmm. And you've fought in them all. Yeah. So from the Dabnish right through, every atmosphere has been different. Like the, like the Davnish is like a low ceiling,
2: kind of like, kind of like the cauldron, and uh a great venue. Um, and then you have the Ulster Hall. It's like, it's probably the like the venue with the most history in Belfast. And fighting there was massive for me also because I watched I watched the the Ulster Leagues and stuff in there or the Ulster Seniors there, and Like with Martin Rule and stuff, which was Brennan. Um and uh Martin Lindsay know. So but the Falls Park was amazing as well. Like the, the first the first time the Falls Park walking out and fighting Steve Collins was was it was very special also. Um, I don't know, it's 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 hard to pick. But when I first same crew, I always said that I want the fate at the SSC and, and and my fate my fate last August at the SSC was in front of, of, of a decent crowd and, and and I think it was very
0: special for me. Yeah, um, I wanna yeah, I wanna cut through some of your, your fights because like you have obviously you've won them all and uh of your seventeen fights you've uh, you've nine KOs. It feels like more almost, but because they've all been, I suppose, more recently and when the when the challenge has been bigger, that's when you've really delivered. Like, yeah, like going back to, so you fought Sean McGlinchey in twenty fourteen in the uh, in the Ulsters, and then you rematched them again in the professionals. And th- did that tell you something about your professional prospects? And you were going places. And obviously, then Steve Collins Junior for the Irish title. Uh, that's I think where people started to really take notice. Obviously, the Manny BK uh, stoppage knockout did make people you know kind of raise the eyebrows. as wow, well. That's a special knockout, and it's gone around. But to do uh, McGlinchey and Collins, you were kind of cleaning house at that level in Ireland. Yeah, I, I think, I think my sort
2: of, I always hear people talking about them, about fighters, like uh, willing to take sort of like the all Irish fights, and I never hear my name mentioned. And I fo- I think I fought two very good Irish fighters, and Steve Collins and Sean McGlinchey, Uh Sean McGlinchey was, was was on 24 hours' notice. Me and him, were, we were due to fight two journeymen on the same show. And I don't know what happened. I, I think it might have been set up. I don't know. But both journeymen couldn't fight. And I got a phone call late late in the evening. So we both went in. So I got a phone call late in the evening saying, listen, there's no fight for you. But if you want, you can fight Sean McGlinchey. So I was like, leave it with me because I'd sparred Sean not long before that, and and like like I knew, like I know, and I, I obviously fallen twice, so I knew it was a big risk. And 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 then I was like, you know what, want a a chance? Me arm. So I phoned up and says, okay, I'll fight Sean, but I'm keeping all all the ticket money. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> but I got a for a fair chunk of it anyway, um, and it was live on Box Nation, which is not going. But I knew it was going to be on TV, so. We both accepted the fate,
0: and it was a great fate. And thankfully, I won on points. Do you think of like? Do you think of the kids? Do you think, oh, it's worth it. Like, you know, I got to take a risk here, and this will this will pump this will push me up the rankings, or is it just? I need to I need yeah. to keep my career on track as well. There's probably a poodle stage because if I hadn't talked a fate,
2: the, the, the promoters made it took too well to it, and probably I probably only have got the opportunities of. Like up the shoes and stuff so again as as i say i, I think everything rang up like in my career so far it's happened for a reason like certain fights have fell through for, for i don't know if, like if someone's looking over me or whatever but I, i'm here now, I'm, and i am and i'm on the verge of as we said i guess the biggest opportunity so far in my career so
0: yeah, yeah. and I'm, well some fighters kind of their careers went backwards during lockdown yours yours um really seemed to take off. You did get a fight behind closed doors over in uh, in England in the, in the bubble and then when you came back to Belfast again it was just uh, the string of knockouts started to really build. It was the, the Russian uh, Gorachkov uh, or Gorakov, sorry uh, oh, Neves and Periban uh, all in a row and you know it was kind of five round two round five round and
1: mm-hmm. this
0: was really I suppose the, the making of you um, or the, yeah, just maybe showing what you'd been really doing behind the scenes on a, on a world stage or on a bigger stage. Yeah I think things started to explode
2: Um and then he, even like my win in England like behind closed doors against Matty Allison like, I think I think he was kind he, he had just be the guy who was 15-0 and, and, and then from that he had a massive win on on a mushroom
0: card so that win now nah, like it's he well um and I get on well in guess as well also Yeah, yeah he had uh, yes. a first round knockout in his previous fight and then he suffered a first round knockout to you yeah so there you go yeah and and he beat Thomas Hartwelliger on, on yeah, on, and Jake Barton as well. Yeah, just looking yeah. at the box right here. So yeah, he's on a show. Yeah. So,
2: so he, yeah, I listen. He, I, I, so i was over on his gym recently. He, I listen, he's a great guy. He's like me. He has a, like, a young family, and he's just trying to get fights. Um, but yeah, the, uh, then I had Pierbon Navis, and I had Workoff, and then and then obviously we slid on to the opportunity in Germany.
0: Are you and even your supporters kind of pinching themselves at how big this is getting? Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's this, this could lead and almost has led
2: to main event at Madison Square Garden. And, and, and like, it's, that's not me dreaming. Like, it's, I've been offered that. Like, it's, 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 uh, for me, it's, it's real, but like, but when I look at my own record and, and look at what I've been doing, like, doing the people that's, meant to have tested me at a certain level like um it's 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 starting to, it's starting to take me a bit of shape now and it's, it's it's starting to become a bit real that that i could potentially fight for or being a chance of being like
0: the champion of the world yeah you you, you won the ibo world title uh, stepped up the light heavyweight went to germany and got that strap against uh, leon Bunn. that was probably I don't think you would have been the favourite to win that fight. Would you have? I suppose it was his, or maybe in your, in your mind, but it was his show, wasn't his country, his place. You were brought over for yeah. your, your unbeaten record, effectively, but you hadn't read the script. It was a really destructive performance. It's, probably, like had-
2: it's probably the first that I wasn't favouring. Um, well, no, sorry. Mary Allison was favoured over. So, but anyway, Leon Bunn, I was brought there to get beat. I moved up and we had to fight him in Germany. I looked at his record, I looked at him, he, and he was a great amateur as well. He he, he had a, like a lot of German titles and stuff. Um, was a man boxing here, like, like well known. He was their guy, like, and and I was brought there. But we were like sort of sneakily confident that we were going there like to do a job. Um, they I suppose like when we were offered the fight, they didn't know that that I was training to fight for the... For the EU title, um, and we were just about to there, announce a show for Galway, so they didn't know that they they had thought that I was coming straight
0: off the sofa, which yeah, I wasn't. You'd fought Paraban and, and most fighters would take a break, wouldn't they? And they'd sit
1: there. Yeah. yeah, and
0: I, and I got a bad cut like in my face as well. So,
2: um, but yeah, I, I we were just about to announce a fight for Galway for the EU title, um. And Jimmy me saying, "Listen, this is going to work tomorrow, but we have, like, we have this offer. What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Speak to me. Like, what, what's the options? What's, what's the financial packages and stuff?" And we weighed it all up and we looked at both fares and we probably thought they were about the same level. So we took the bigger opportunity and it paid off. How many people did you
0: bring to uh, to Frankfurt? It looked like a crazy party over there. About 150. About 150, but. It seemed about three hundred. Uh, I know Cameron. I,
2: I brought a few. Kurt He brought a few as well. So yeah, it was it was electric. It was it was insane. It was like surreal experience. Obviously, I was going to Germany to fight for this title, and I was back in a big a big venue. And it was like a larger center. But Callie Southern, like I mentioned, that because of COVID, everything was held up, and there was no big venues available. But the venue looked great,
1: and. As I was
2: getting in the venue, I just heard this ole, ole, ole. And I was like, that sounds like they're outside. What's going on? Like, it was like, it was like really deafening. And as I was walking in, like, it was like tingles on my neck and it was a bit, like, it was insane feeling. But it ended up, the bar was outside. So, that, like, they were all on the bar drinking. <laughs> stuff. They were all singing, like, and it was, and then when I was walking out, it was like, my, my, like, whatever, like, 150 people was like swamping
0: out the Germans, like, and, the, and they were and they're like all in colors and stuff like it was it was great. Yeah, because that was twenty twenty two, and in the same year, like three Irish boxes won the IBO world's title. It's not like the fifth belt, and uh, you know we're not going to pretend. I suppose it's it's you're not the world champion. I, I mean, I, it's it's something that I, I
2: actually I went and met Karen for all just saying he was like, don't ditch the belt, don't this. I was like Karen, I know, but I had to be a realist. This is like I know, like I know what it is. Like for me, it, like five years ago it was it's massive like yeah. if someone said to me like you're gonna do this i'd be like bad you're like you're smoking dope <laughs> but it yeah. isn't i like i try to be a realist i try to be and I, I try to take things as they are do you know what i mean like and i do
0: realize that that is the yeah, i'd be okay. like, but i mean i i i praise it in some ways as well because like the three guys who won it we're like veteran boxers at that stage, mid-30s, obviously, and we know that the, the heartache that Anthony Kakacha has gone through in his career, just the, just the amount of things that have fallen through and the amount of times it was one step forward and two steps back and, and Dennis Hogan, like a warrior for over a decade down in Australia and it was never easy and he went all over the world and he, we saw him robbed in Mexico and to see, to see the three lads pull off the IBO victories, it's something, it's a night you'll have forever. It doesn't mean necessarily that you were the world champion but you won a world title belt and I'm sure it was magical for you and your yes. families as well and like, I've spoke to many of my friends and family that were there and, they, and they've and all said it's a night that I'll never forget. So, it's yeah. great. And like, if you, exactly, when you enter into boxing, if you thought, I'm going to get a couple of these special nights, you'll take them all the way. And even like a regular contributor to the show, Jim Rock, I think he won the IPC world title. And he'll say, like, he'll, he'll say, willingly, I know it's not the world title, but it, to me, it's the world title. It means the world to me and it's, you know,
1: proud to have <laughs> fought
0: for it, and proud to have won it. So yeah, we became almost like the uh, the IBO was the Irish Boxing Association there for a <laughs> while. We were uh, starting to, starting to pull them all off. I was hoping yes. <laughs> we came yeah. apart.
2: Yeah, and um, we
0: and I think I do say it was it was the older guy leading the way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like and uh, you you came back and after like I suppose bonus bonus the highlight so far and but after that your your own knockout streak came to an end. You you fought very quickly again, but just was it because the opportunity to fight at the Odyssey? Yeah. Against uh, Faidas, I heard, and you can clear this up now. Um, but did you did the, did the money from fighting Bun ever come through? Yeah, 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 yeah. you did.
1: Fairly.
0: it, but yeah, 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 okay, that's good. But you take you take this opportunity then to fight again before Christmas against Faidas uh, back at the Odyssey Arena, and most recently I saw you in action against uh, Ramirez at the SSC Arena, taking ten rounds on the Michael Conlon show. Uh, I just want to ask it on the Michael Conlon World Title Show last time in Belfast. What was that experience like for you? Because I'm sure you sold an absolute rake of tickets. and um, Because of the way the TV schedule was set up, you were actually put as the floating boat. And and also because Michael Collins' fight was supposed to start early in order to for the TV schedules to work. And so boxing fans could, if they like, switch over to Billion Smith against O'Colly or Wood Lara as well. Because for some baffling reason, the British Boxing Border Control allowed three world title fights Three world title bills to take place on the same night, which is insane, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're sitting backstage. What was that like for you as an experience? And, and also then, to throw in the two complications, uh, the stricken South African, Ludumo, uh, Ludumo Lamati, is carried out of the ring on a stretcher, and just the concern from that ringside was palpable. And then Michael Conlon goes in for his world title fight, and the oxygen gets sucked out, sucked out of the room when he was stopped against um, the Mexican guy. So. That must have been really difficult for you sitting backstage, waiting to fight. I can't imagine, really. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, outside of me being a, a boxing fan and
2: and like wanting to watch Mick, because like I'm a fan of Mick as well. I you can split the, take the Jamie on this if you want. Like I I, I fought with Jamie all week. I <laughs> I give him like I give him hell because I'd heard that I was going to be on after, and it was just uh, it was a slot that I didn't want. I like, would sold 600 tickets, like and and. and 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 to know that I was going to be on after, I just thought it was it was a it was a big opportunity missed for like for myself. Um, and and then like, as you say, like being backstage and and, and hearing
1: that Lamati, yeah,
2: Lamati, you're doing all Lamati, yeah, he that like hearing that he, that, he, that he was like, like severely sick obviously me with three kids and my number one thing in life is my kids like and, and and no and when something like that happens on on a show that you're meant to be on, like you like it obviously like it crossed my mind I was like, really like really like what what what's what's the point like and why like you know? But and then I was backstage and I was hitting the pause and I knew it was it was it was around three or four in mixed fight. Was someone coming out? Like they out and was like, All right, "Yeah, yeah." First round was close, second round was close, whatever. And then, and then, there was, and then I think it was maybe round four, or whatever. Lopez is starting to get on top here, like. Mm. And then here, like, big stop was again about again. Like, friends with him. like, I spent like the early camp with them. I spent four or five days in England, and 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 it was it was it was, was kind of like 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 a bubble had to me. And 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 then. Obviously, as I walked out and I turned right, I was walking past like like Max room. and I seen some of his friends and family and whatever, and and it was, it was just like it was like an eerie atmosphere, and then and, and then as I get out, I heard my fans singing. It kind of brought me back a wee bit, but seeing seeing like the venue more or less half empty, like it was it was it was it was a bit disappointing because obviously for me I I'm an I, I try to be an entertainer, like and and. I live and fate off, off off the crowd and and, and, and feeling, feeling like, like the atmosphere in the air was, was just,
0: it was a strange feeling for myself. Yeah, because it's one thing to fight second fight of the night or first fight of the night. You know yeah. that there's not meant to be a crowd there, but to know that there was a crowd here only 20 minutes ago or something must be very, mm-hmm. must make it very uneasy. Yeah, it's it's, it's strange. Yeah. But I guess your payback is the headliner at the at Falls Park and it's not going to yeah. be, it's not going to be empty. Then it's going to be uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm sure. Um, Mick, like you say, has called you the Cinderella man himself, and uh, we talked about you know potential fights for you down the line. Like obviously, the biggest fight in the world everybody wants to have is Canelo mm-hmm. at super middleweight. Um yeah. there's others around there as well. There's David Morrill has a has a WBA world title. I've heard your name associated with him. Yeah, I'm sure there's other good fights that, that could be made. Hammy Mungia is always looking for opponents. Caleb Plant, that would put you right on the world title scene if you could, you know, get a fight with the likes of him. Yeah. You were talking about um potential fight at Madison Square Garden. I heard uh, Joe Smith Jr.'s name mentioned in that respect as well. You'd have to go back up to Light Heavy and stuff like that. But, like, you need to keep winning, I suppose, And the world is your oyster. What's your ideal, like, to lay it out? What's your ideal at this stage? Because you've probably already lived the dream. a dream. A friend of mine who knows you from Belfast, David Moen, mentioned to me, and I'm sure it's not a secret that when you started out as a, as a professional boxer, you wanted to win the Irish title. Mm-hmm. But like, Yeah.
2: That's why I, I've never been the type of person to look too far ahead. Um, and from when I first sent pro, I was like, if, if I win an Irish title, I'll, I'll like, I'll feel like I've achieved something. Um, and, and that was my aim. I, I'm still a faith for an Irish title. Um, but not, not to be, Disrespectful, like towards that, but I I do think I'm past that level now. Um, I ideally, I I've seen a few been a few leaks about about who I'm fighting next and stuff, and I've seen a, a wee bit of a wee bit of negative sort of talk about that and people saying saying different things, but I, I I have tried to make these fights. I I as I say, we we've been we 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 were trying to get like Falcao in a final eliminator for for the McConnell show which fell through because Vall Val, then Falcal got the world title shot. Um which it was more or less done. Um we spoke about his fighting different fighters like Mark Haffron and so forth, which I think is good fights. Um I just I know I, I'm on top of the to feel it. I gotta get over that first. But I would love I would love the fight for a world title. And obviously like Canalo has them all wrapped up, but there but there is some signing bodies that that have regular titles and or or whatever you want to call them. Like, and unfortunately, if if Canelo is going to hold all the titles, like, and, and he's a superstar, they have to have something like for Federer's name for You know what I mean? If one guy
0: has all the titles, it's 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 a, it's it's an awkward situation. It's difficult, all right. Yeah, I suppose if one guy has a has all the titles and it's difficult to get that fight, you maybe you have to look at other... But I, that's down the line, I'm sure, maybe then a good consolation would be to have the Madison Square Garden fight. Or would yeah. you be willing to go up to light like heavyweight maybe to pick up, to try and win a title there? Because that's not as locked down as a super middleweight. Or, yeah, but, but there's two guys that hold the titles there, isn't there? Like, is it, yeah. it's Bevel, Bivol and yeah. Beterbiev, isn't it? So Berbic, two, two uh, killers sorry. as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... and, and, and if I'm honest, they're far too big for me. So listen, to this.
2: as you say, there's there's some obviously coming off the back of and Canelo, like you become an in innocent superstar. And, and and the guys that I you know, fought him, like the kill plots and stuff, realistically, like they're the me because I've been number three, three or four, like with the WBA for for a long period of time. So I, there has to there, there has to be a way for. We get one of the get one of these guys and, 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 and like and like the fight uh, obviously at, at 35 it'd be big like trying to secure like my life as well which which would be brilliant but but
0: ideally I think I want to get the, the biggest fight possible. Yeah, are you thinking to yourself like you've got two more, three more years in it, or one? What's kind of on your mind for it? If, if you set a milestone. If you say three or four years i I would
2: say probably not um but i've been saying i've been saying i've been saying like for the last three years this' is probably like my last medical, <laughs> which is actually i'm actually doing it now. Like, so um i don't know i don't know why as i like as i say i i of can't try to it like one straight at the time and it's it's grew and grew and now we're we're here we're you event the field on football.
0: Do you do do you, do you still do you, Pardon me. Do you still see yourself as even though like thirty five, you know, you're plenty of experience in the legs and stuff like that. But do you still see yourself as a young, hungry fighter? Yeah, listen, I, I'm in the gym and I
2: like I'm competitive with all the guys like Connor Quinn and like O'Neill there, like mid twenties, like and like I'm wrestling against them and and if I'm honest, most of the time I'm beating them. So I the competitive edge is still there. I'm still hungry. I, I I still feel like like I haven't achieved like the aims that I want to achieve. Well yeah, I d I don't like I, I don't know what my aims are. Like I just wanna be the best version of like of myself that I can. And the way to do that is to put myself in the best position that I can do. Uh and I think I'm doing that. I, I'm still hungry. I still wanna do this. I I still have to make my kids proud. Um so that that's the goal.
0: Are they fans of uh, boxing or are they too small and too young to really get? I, Dad's a boxer. My son, well, so my big girl is three and, and, she, and she knows a bit because
2: her school actually, so she goes to like, like pre nursery, and my son is in Premier 1 and when I went to Germany, like I'm on the belt, they asked me to bring it in and they brought my son around Premier 1 to Premier 7 in every class and he's like, he's carrying the belt. So I didn't know this. They just took the belt in I took him around every class and, and now they all know that he's my son. Um so yeah it's 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 great to see and even like the kids in the school they're all calling me and stuff. Um and then there's we got as well in the school as well. It's it's um <laughs> it's it's surreal for me. Like and, and uh my son, he went to a couple of sessions and stuff and he and he wants to be a boxer, he says, but but I don't want to be a boxer. No. no. What would you like him to do? I would love him to be good football. <laughs> be a footballer, no, but education first. Um I I I, I want him to get a good edica- a good education and I know his mum, who is the brains of a family. Um, like we'll make sure of that. So yeah, school first. He he's in everything. ring, he's in he's in swimming, Gaelic, football, boxing. He, so it's whatever he wants to do, like yeah.
0: That's class. Uh, I love that story about bringing the belt around school. That's great. And I, I know winning that title, like like we say, it, but it it did cha- it probably change your life as well. Like I saw the homecoming that you had at the Devonish. One of the places that you fought at at the start of your professional career. And now you're bringing back this belt and uh, having a big party and a big and celebration. It, may, so- it means a lot to the people. In fairness, yeah, to the people, like to to the people that from St James and, and from the
2: local community, they see me as world champion. I, I again, as I say, I think I'm a realist and. And I realize what it is, but, but the reception like, I got was insane. Like my local community or the community that that I haven't lived in for eight years actually put on an like an open top bus for me and I again I I'm quite shy, like so so it was slightly important. But we drove about the area and there was loads of kids and they all got on
0: the bus and they were singing and balling and it was it was a great experience. But um There, there are and a couple th- of the things that the Irish boxing community do does very well or did they the communities of ireland do very well when someone wins a belt if you get the open top bus or at least sitting on the back of a van driving around the community yeah, and two getting to bring the belts to the local soccer team or ga team and parading it around at halftime did you get to do that time yeah. on tradition no because we don't really have it we don't really have a, really a, a look like a local football team there's like north belfast
2: is captainville who, who i actually follow a bit but um in west belfast we we don't really have a football team that would bring a, a crowd like that. Well, maybe when uh, they rebuild Pacement Park, you can bring it there. You the, have yeah, it. Yeah, or, or I may bring the like Gismond on Sunday because I'm going, going, going down on oh, yeah. the was meet for the on Oh, uh, in the Talching Cup? Talchin Cup, yeah. Bring it. Get on the pitch at halftime. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive, I'm a massive like supporter of, of local sports people. I, I, like I really want to see people look really like do well and, and and to be honest, like the local community, like, like like sports community in terms of like social media and stuff and and local support, like I'd be friendly with a few guys from the Trone J.A. team. I would speak now again with like James McLean and stuff and it's just, it's just solely through sports, through us all like all being like small sports personalities, you know, like it's it's
0: and the support that they have give me, like it, it's been great. Yeah, that's great to hear. And obviously, James McLean won his 100 cap there for Ireland during the week as well. And Ireland, yeah. Great for him. Mm -hmm. So look, um, I think we'll leave it there, Paddy. I'm delighted to have had you join us today on the Rocky Road. We've had you on the list for an awful long time. And it sounds like uh, your boxing career is just getting, uh, growing from strength to strength and getting even more exciting with this headline occasion, at fail-on football, which hopefully results in a spectacular victory. And uh, who knows, the sky's the limit after that.